Well, welcome to the next edition of Business Law Focus. It's great to have ENS executives Andres Mayberg and Ntebeleng Sekabate with us today, and they're uh, from the mining uh, department at ENS, and they've also been watching closely and have been attending the mining conference, which had a hiatus of two years with COVID, and we're back. And there's obviously been a lot of talk about uh, the uh, commodity cycle and where we're going. Policy in South Africa is obviously a big hindrance. Um, and, and maybe if, if, if you guys can just give us a sense of what you saw from the mining in Darba that's positive and maybe what's also a little bit negative and that we need to, to overcome. Hi, Evan. Uh, um, good afternoon. Yeah. So I think uh, the positive I took from the Indaba is that um, actually, you know, that pres- President Ramaphosa was one of the keynote speakers where traditionally it would uh, typically only be the Minister of Mineral Resources and Energy. He also obviously had uh, um, a keynote address, but I think what was key for me is that uh, President Ramaphosa again referred to the mining industry in South Africa as the as a sunrise industry. So he also referred to that in 2018 in his Sona address uh, when he, you know, the first time. And um, I think he also recognised there are some challenges that as a country we have to overcome in order to encourage investment into the mining industry. So, so I think that 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 for me was quite a key positive. So, I mean, if you look 10 years ago, <clears throat> I think Citibank issued a, a report where they indicated that South Africa has the largest in situ mineral resources in the world. And I think at that time, which is 10 years ago, they estimated it to be $2.5 trillion uh, that the country's mineral deposits. Uh, and also, you know, South Africa dominated the platinum group metals, uh, which at that time was accounted for 80% of the global reserves, manganese 80%, chrome 72%, vanadium 32%, gold was at that stage 3%. But I mean, it's a vast uh, mineral resource. So, so the ease, how do you encourage investment, especially in the, in the mineral exploration uh, area? But I think um, you indicated the cadaster system. There's some challenges for the transparency of the mining license, the red tape around uh, all the regulation, etc. But I think the focus has been, I think, the last year or two with a lot of the industry players like the Minerals Council who lobbied it. And I think um, if all the role players can come together, I think South Africa can be a great uh, destination for, for, for in the investment. Yes, and of course, um, when it comes to these investment decisions, it's a very important policy factors tend to weigh significantly, right, uh, in, in South Africa? Yes, that's right, Evan. Um, hi, and thanks for having me. Um, we see that policy factors together with mineral potential are taken into account when investors make the decision on which jurisdiction to invest in. So policy factors are um, indeed quite an important consideration. And what exactly is wrong, though, when it comes to policies in South Africa? I mean, this came up, it was topical. Um, there was a discussion about it and, and some confusion as well as to, you know, from the government side as to what's needed and, you know, the plans that are in place and claims of success, you know, and the reality on the ground. Um, you know, what what do we actually need to do to get this right? Because as as um, you mentioned, Andres, there's the significant endowment and potential um, in South Africa is just not being harnessed. Mm, I 
think there was this a survey uh, released by the Fraser Institute where it ranked um, various jurisdictions by investment attractiveness. And what they took into account was both policy factors as well as mineral potential. And we didn't do well at all. Mm. Um, I think for the first time, South Africa slipped into the bottom 10 jurisdictions um, in respect of the attractiveness for um, investors. And it was obviously quite a disappointing result considering our, our mineral endowments and how, how we have been blessed with all these minerals across the range. I mean, we, we don't just have sort of a homogenous um, mineral endowment. We do have things like coal and gold and PGMs and manganese and all sorts mm. of minerals. Uh, but it seems like what let us down with the policy factors. Yeah. Um, and after this survey was released, the DMRE issued a strategy document where they identified some of the weaknesses of the mining sector as far as attracting global investment. Um, and some of those weaknesses were identified as energy instability. So we all know about the energy problems that the country has been facing. And that, of course, is applicable to everybody across the board, including mining companies and prospecting companies, as well as infrastructure challenges, such as, you know, our rail infrastructure and our road infrastructure. We are facing some challenges with that. And we have seen with the increase in the coal price, there's suddenly been um, huge production by the, the coal miners, but they are struggling to get the coal down to the ports for purposes of um, exports and so on. So now they have to get trucks on the road. So these infrastructure challenges obviously are quite a, a dampener to the attractiveness of, of South Africa as an investment um, uh, destination. We also have policy, unsatisfactory policy implementation. So we have very nice policies on paper, but it appears as if we struggle to implement the policies that we have. You know, an example is the, the challenge with the process for the issuing of mining and prospecting rights and permits that can take quite a long time. And that can obviously lead to a bit of uh, frustration and discouragement. Um, another thing we need to deal with is the industrial action and, and community unrest. And, and one of the big things that the mining endeavor this year was social um, license to operate. So obviously the people who live in the communities where the mines operate want to see that they participate, they have active participation, and there's benefits that flow down to them, which might be a challenge that we are experiencing currently at the moment. So. You know, I think we are aware of the challenges that we are yeah. experiencing um, from a mining perspective. It's just now what to do about it. Yeah, you mentioned the DMRE's exploration strategy uh, for the mining industry uh, specifically. I, I mean, in practical, real economic terms, is, is it just more talk or, I mean, is this actually something that we can do? And I know we want to get as well to some of the incentives that we could look at. But uh, but just looking at it, I mean, are, are there still holes? Are there things missing? Um, is it just more talk? Well, you know, even I think the first step to solving the problem is to identify the problem, right? Mm -hmm. So at least now we have a document that sets up what exactly the problems are. And there's a very amb ambitious vision sort of set out in the document. Currently, we only attract 1% of international exploration budgets. And the yep. department is aiming to get that up to 5% by 2025. 
So, I mean, that's quite an ambitious goal to have. And, and hopefully we will start moving in the right direction with implementing the strategy that's set out in that document. Yeah, and of course, incentives is a big issue. I mean, you need these incentives um, and, and, and possibly, uh, I mean, is, is this doable? Can we, can we implement enough incentives to encourage this investment in light of this policy challenge that you're talking about? Yeah, Evan, maybe I can come in sure. there. Um, you know, I think um, it's debatable. And, and if you look at the, the budget speech earlier this year, we, the Minister of Finance indicated they actually want to move away from the incentives being in the Income Tax Act. But I think if you look yeah. at the Canadian flow-through model, I mean, for decades, they, they successfully have implemented the so-called flow-through uh, sharing incentive in, in Canada, both at the federal and at the state level. And so, so I think that has been successful. And I think um, in the past, you know, I think Treasury were reluctant also to, to introduce a, a similar type of incentive, especially for mineral exploration in South Africa, uh, because I think the reason they looked at it, and even the Davis Committee mm. uh, Tax Committee considered that, and they say, well, the incentive is not necessarily the 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 sort of um, uh, uh, standalone, uh, you know, that will attract investment. I, I think they indicated that the lack of policy certainty and predictability is more a, a sort of restrictive. But I think, um, you know, I think um, with the Minerals Council, all the players, the last year or two. You know, lobbying this thing, I think they want to uh, improve the cadastral system. They have a bit of a few hiccups, but I think um, it looks to me uh, a positive for me is that the various mineral departments or the various uh, government departments is actually starting to work together to actually get it. And I think uh, it's time now for Treasury to really look at uh, a similar type of incentive to be introduced uh, in, in because all of that uh, added together, I think, will be. Um, quite a nice, uh, um, attractive, um, you know, for, for a foreign investor. We talked about uh, earlier on what are the issues. I think South Africa, if compared to the other African jurisdictions, yes, we have some challenges with our infrastructure like rail and road and ports. But I think, I mean, um, you know, if you compare it to many of the other jurisdictions, I think um, if one can operate and maintain uh, that infrastructure properly, and manage it properly, I think they together with this uh, potential incentive, uh, you know, and also get the regu regulatory certainty and the policy certainty, then I think there's, uh, you know, quite a nice attractive opportunity. I, I mean, I referred earlier to that Citibank uh, report 10 years ago about that mineral wealth, that's untapped mineral wealth in, in South Africa. So I think, you know, if, 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 if all those departments start working together, including National Treasury, I think you know, that would be a, a definitely the time now to consider, you know, introducing a similar incentive. Yeah, and interestingly, uh, since that uh, Davis report actually came out talking about uh, incentives, um, you mentioned the flow through element there, um, not really f finding too much favor, but we've actually seen exploration investment uh, down, right, uh, since that happened. Yeah, I mean, even exactly, I mean... <laughs> Uh, Tabeling mentioned uh, that report says it's, it's not even close to 1% and they're yeah. going to get it up to 5%. I mean, I think we must all now, you know, all the various role players must work together. And I think, you know, if we're not going to 
you know, put something in there, uh, you know, Treasury, try and put it in there and see if it works. You'll never know if it works. So I think it's now the time. I mean, even the, you know, President Ramaphosa, as I mentioned earlier, referred to as the sunrise industry. So if you want to keep it to be a sunrise industry, I think now is the time to introduce it. And I mean, the Minerals Council has, uh, around about 2020, uh, sort of made the whole proposal to Treasury on a suggested uh, adapted type of flow-through incentive um, to Treasury. So I think that just needs to be dusted off and Treasury needs to you know, seriously look at that and uh, involve the Minerals Council and other role players to see how to implement that. As you mentioned previously, you know, we have this mineral strategy, but, you know, you know, is it all talk, you know, well, we need mm -hmm. to start action that now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the exploration budget in South Africa has decreased from $400 million in 07 to under $100 million, according to recent numbers in, in 2018. I mean, that's really significant. And I know, and, and Tabaleng brought in uh, as well the DMRE, you know, and other factors also that, that are weighing, and, and maybe you can just give me a sense as well, from the Indaba is, I mean, certainly we're knowing with the power cuts, energy instability for a long period going forward is, is a big factor. Road and rail infrastructure challenges um, are other major hindrances, right, that, that tie into this policy and satisfactory policy environment. Uh, I don't know, Tebeli, if you want to jump in there, but I think um, that's what uh, President Ramaphosa, he recognized that, and I yeah. think um, as you mentioned, we I think all these documents and policies that has been come you know has been introduced is now it's it's there. I think everybody just now to have to action that you know and and, and I think it's not just one or the other role players. It's all role players must start working together and move into the right direction. So so for me, you know as I mentioned, I think the infrastructure is there. Some of it is dilapidated and all mm. of that and. The planning and the maintenance and the operation is not there, but I think if we can get all of that together, together with, uh, potentially introducing this uh, tax incentive, you know, um, that will maybe uh, you know encourage uh, a foreign investor in, instead of putting their their, their their money into the DRC, for example, you know, actually decide to put it into South Africa, you know. So, so I think um, uh, we must, as a government and all the role players, must do all. In order to actually, you know, um, action action all of this potential. Absolutely, yeah. And of course, we want to secure a minimum of five percent um, share in global exploration investment in five years. I mean, maybe if I could just conclude with both of you, do you, do you guys think that that's doable from what you've just seen uh, at, in the Indaba? Um, it'll obviously take a lot of commitment, but do you guys see it happening in in five years or? Um, is, is that just going to be, uh, you know, something that, that, that may be pushed out? From my perspective, Evan, I think, you know, the focus now seems to have shifted to sustainability. Yeah. Um, a big theme of the mining endeavor was sustainability and particularly environmental and social sure. and governance sustainability. So we have a big opportunity here to think of more sustainable ways to reinvigorate the, the mining sector specifically. And the whole world is moving towards that. So I think we have a very nice opportunity here to um, just um, reinvent ourselves 
um, and, and see how we can be more sustainable, include the, the communities into the mining process or whatever. And um, so I think there's definitely an opportunity there. Yes, we do have obstacles and challenges, but I think that is not necessarily unique to South Africa. And if we do start taking the, the necessary steps, then we can definitely get there by 2025, in my view. Yeah, I think even just to add to that, I think, you know, if one say five years, you know, it's, that's not a, a long time. I mean, mm. five years can go by quickly. So I think, you know, unless everybody start doing something, you know, I think if, yeah. if, if everybody just action that and, and actively work towards it, we probably won't need the 5% by then at least. But if you, we, you know, if we don't try from the outset and all the old players come together, then uh, you, you will never know. So I think, um, you know, mm. only time will tell, but I'm, I think, you know, at least there's some positive noise. Uh, so let's just see if, if everybody can pull together in the right direction and, and, and that be the aim and, and, and try and get there, if, if not actually get there you know, in five years. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. Uh, sustainability critical because that's long term and it's entrenched and it's real. I like that. And then obviously the the commitment is critical. So I think that's fabulous. Great input, guys. Great chatting. Thanks for giving us that update from the Indaba. I know you've just come back from it um, and it's been great chatting. Thanks very much. Yes, likewise. Thank you, Evan.